Welcome to the teaching ministry of Bishop Daniel Harley, the resident pastor of Christ Our Hope Cathedral, Kudumansville, and overseer of the KZN Council of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley is a son of Bishop Dag Hewitt Miller, the founder and bishop of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley has a strong passion for missions and evangelism and has preached the gospel over many years. Join us now for a life-changing experience. Speak to us, Lord. Speak to us. Speak to us. As we come before your word, speak to us. And speak to us in a way that will understand, Lord. Let everybody under the sound of my voice leave this place with a word. A word from you. A word from you, Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. We give you glory. We give you praise. We give you mighty Holy Spirit. Minister to us. Let your word indeed be a blessing to us. In the name of Jesus. We bless you. We thank you. In Jesus name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of God. How many of you are excited to be in church? All right, you can clap. Like I told you last Sunday, for the next, I think, four Sundays, we are having what we call sit by your soul. Okay? And it's a dress-down evangelistic service. Okay? So in these Sundays, we are wearing jeans, three T-shirts. Like I said, come with your shades. Oh yes. Do you get it? Come, let's turn it on. I mean, whichever way. Even if you like, next Sunday we'll sit outside in the sun with our sheets and everything. Okay? But it's not just about swagging up. Do you get it? It's not just about that, but it's also about giving somebody an opportunity. Yes, I like that. Thank you. Thank you. Giving some So if you have your sheets here, please Turn it on. Just don't sleep. You see, because you have turned on your shades, then you sleep. Do you get it? In the shades, there are different ones. There are ones that we can't see your eyes. You see, like this one is fully loaded. You can't see it. Then there's like what I'm wearing. You can still see my eye and everything. Do you get it? Huh? Anyone, but don't sleep. Because we came for the word of God. We, we can dance. We can jump. We can do everything. But it is the word of God that brings the change that we need in our lives. So this is the time for the word of God. Okay? And I also want to say two things. One is that stay off your phone. Do do you get it? Stay off your phone and let us enjoy the word of God. Poker dotted black and white. You see that you can't even hear me when I call you. You know, just stay off your phone. I'm preaching for just 40 minutes. Okay, can you do that for me? Can you do that for me? Please, I'm begging you, okay? Yeah, so just put the phone into your bag because once you are holding it, it's, it now it has become like a reflex. Yeah. So once you are, you didn't even plan, you don't have any bad mind in your head, though, but you see now you are on it. Yeah. Even you don't know. Do you get it? So put it away, that's number one. And number two, as I'm preaching, don't go anywhere. Don't go to the bathroom. Don't go to uh, look outside whether the sun is shining. You can't see that it's shining. Do, do you get it? Don't go. Just sit down and listen to the word of God. Do you see? That's what will make the total difference in your life. Anybody who doesn't have time for the word of God will not survive as a Christian. It's like somebody said, I don't eat. I only drink water. Eventually, you will die. Do you get it? So, what we have done so far, the music and all, it's like water. Now the food is coming. Okay. Say amen. Amen. So, for 40 minutes, everybody give me your attention, including Skora. Everybody give me your attention. So that God's word can enter into your life. Say amen. Amen. Say another amen. Amen. Good. Now let's roll. Oh, yes. I said, oh, yes. Good. I want to read a scripture to you which we started from last week. I've been sharing on why the devil is against the assembly or why the devil hates it when we come to church. 
Okay, in 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 18, Paul is writing, and Paul says that, Wherefore we would have come unto you, even I, Paul, once and again, but Satan hindered us. Satan stopped us. Satan prevented us. Amen. Satan prevented us from coming, from coming to church, from gathering ourselves together. The main person who stops you from coming to church is the devil. Okay. It's the devil. Sometimes he uses agents. Sometimes he uses you yourself. So when you yield to him, then you are under his control. Yeah. Oh, yes. So it's the devil. So to be here today, you have decided not to listen to the voice of the devil. You were not here last Sunday because you listened to the voice of the devil. Oh, Pastor, but the weather, yes. But some people came to church. Perhaps even more people than those who have come now. Do you get it? Uh-huh. So, oh, Pastor, but I was writing. You know you are writing. You come to school to write. Yeah. It's no news. Yeah. You, if, you, if you were not writing, that's when it will be strange. If you were not writing, rather it will be strange. Yeah. You will say there's a problem in the university. Yeah. And I can tell you this because I, I also went to the university. It's not like I walked by the roadside and then I met an angel. He said, come and pastor the church. I also went to the university. I even pastored a church on university campus. Whilst I was a student, I was a pastor of a church. Pastoring people like you, my, some of them my seniors, some of them my course mates, some of my church members, I go to the same lecture with them. When I finish and we can say, bow down your heads, let us pray. Oh, yes. And we all finish together. Do you, do you understand? So, it's the devil who hates it and he manipulates us in many ways. But today, that power over your life is broken in the name of Jesus. It's broken. From today, you will control the devil. The devil will not control you. Oh, yes. So, I said, why is it that Satan is against the assembly so much? And I started to give you reasons. I said, the first reason is that because when we gather together in church... The presence of God comes to the church. As we are here right now, the presence of the Lord is here. The Lord is in this place. Jesus said in Matthew 18, 20, he says, Where two or three of you are gathered in my name, there am I in your midst. So he said, when you gather for church, I come there. And Satan knows that once you come constantly into the presence of God, you will change. Let's say if you stay in the sun for a long time, your skin will become, you get a tan. You become darker. Even the sun may not tell you anything just by staying there for a long time. You become darker. If you stay in the cold area also for a long time, you become lighter. So you can see already that I was born in the sun and you were born in the shade. That's why you have more color than I do. Because my mother is a yellow bone. My mother is like this, this one. Pure yellow bone. Yeah. But. (laughs) That guy. That guy did that to me. The same way when you stay in the presence of God over a period of time. You will be even surprised. Things about you will start to change. Recently I saw a guy. I remember when he he first started to come to church. You don't know when he You don't know whether he's a footballer. Whether he's a bodyguard. Whether he said, uh, I I can't, you can't even tell what he is. But recently I saw a picture of him. I said, hey, look at you trying to look like me. I said, wow, it's very nice. How did it come? By just being around. By, so you'll be surprised. You weren't planning on a change, but naturally you start to change. Anything you keep seeing, you start to become like. So you are the way you are because of how often you come to church. If you come to church a lot, there will be greater change. If you come to church less, you will still be the same. You will see, you, I, I can't tell, but there's not much change because there has not been a certain constant, you see, like the power of the sun. If, the reason why it doesn't burn us is because it's not concentrated and focused on us. But if you take a magnifying glass and you concentrate the power on, you see it will start, it will catch fire and it will burn. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. So I'm saying that as you keep coming to church, you see things will start. You see, suddenly you see that you stop lying. You see that you stop gossiping. You see that you stop just sleeping, just sleeping, doing nothing. Now you some purpose. And you wonder, ah, even sometimes pastor doesn't even preach about that. But it will be having an effect on you. That's what happens in the presence of God. In the presence of God. Number two, I said, I'm just doing a quick recap, then I get into the word for today. Number two, I said, when we come into the presence of God or when we assemble, the deceptions of the devil are exposed. Deception is lies. Lies. Revelations 12, 9, the Bible says, And the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceives the whole world. Satan deceives us. One of the key ways Satan battles us is through deception. So when you come into the presence of God, that lying voice of Satan, it is exposed. There are many things we have believed growing up. We've believed that if you want to have collect things, when you collect a lot of things, you have a lot of things. But today I've shown you that collecting of things doesn't make anybody rich. Doesn't make anybody rich. It rather leads to poverty. Because there's no grace, there's no blessing over what you have. But when you give, what comes to you, God blesses it. And you, so immediately the lie that Satan has told you, it has been exposed. Last week I told you the story about my Russian friend called Dimitri. You remember Dimitri? Yeah, oh yes, I told you. He said, I'm at an age that you don't, you don't have time for God. When you are young, you don't have time for I found God when I was as young as you. Oh yes. When I was, so when you are not in church and somebody tells you, look, young people, you have to grow old first. When your life is now useless and wasted, then now you tend to God. But if you were to come to church, you will see everybody in the church is young. So you ask it and ah, I thought you said young people don't serve God. Who are all these other young people sitting by me serving God? But when you don't come to church and you are in your room, that deception goes deep into you because you don't have anything to challenge the lie that you are being told. So it's by coming into the presence of God then the lies, the lies are exposed. The lies are exposed. The lies are exposed. I also said that the voice of the devil is silenced in the assembly. Whilst you are in church, it's very difficult for Satan to talk to you. Say amen. Amen. It's very difficult for the devil to talk to you whilst you are in church. He can talk to you in your room. He can talk to you in the taxi. He can talk to you during lectures. But whilst you are in church, it's very difficult for the devil to continue to talk to you. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Please put your hands together for Reverend David. Oh, man of God, please. Please come and grace us with your... He's our pastor in in Durban, CBD. Oh, yes. So the voice of the devil is silenced when we gather, when we come together. So when you sit in your room, Satan continues to talk to you. You are good for nothing. You cannot do anything for God. God is looking for better people, not you. If God is looking for real people, you also say that you want to serve as bad as you are. Then he will start to recount your fornications to you, your sins to you, your problems to you. So as you are there, you are getting deeper and deeper in the conviction that I'm good for nothing. I can't do anything for God. But when you come into the assembly, then you now come and hear that, look, you are the one God is looking for. You are good enough for God. You are good enough. You may have made this mistake. You may have, who doesn't make mistakes? Who has not made mistakes before? Do you know the mistakes I've made as, as, as I'm standing here preaching to you? It's through mistakes. Then finally Christ found me. And then my life turned around. So you one mistake, you made two girls pregnant. So what? You are not the first. You know, a certain brother, he told me, my father had 42 children. Do you think if somebody has had 42 children, he was able, even one guy, his brother died just last week. When we went for the funeral, at the funeral, we discovered five-year-old twins, five-year new ones. We and the wife, we all discovered it at the funeral, five-year-olds. 
years. Who has not made a mistake before? You are not the first. You won't be the last. But even with your mistake, God can turn it around. God can turn it around. God can turn it around. One of the people God used greatly in the Old Testament was called Moses. This guy Moses, he had killed somebody. He was a wanted murderer. You have you killed somebody? Only one abortion. That one cried. It wasn't intentional. Kamota sepatakayalabas. Oh yes. But God still used him. If God could have used, look, another guy. If you are a very famous guy, I'm sure everybody knows his name is David. Not, not Reverend David. I mean David. David. I saw that guy. He was in the whole Bible, apart from Jesus Christ. He was God's favorite in the Bible. Oh yes. Now that guy. He he was there one day when he saw somebody's wife. You know, you know she lived next to your house, ne? Yeah. And she took the person's wife. And had intercourse with the person's wife. And made her pregnant. Then, no, intentionally. Stop saying not intentionally. Intentionally. Ah, how do you, why not? He knew what he was doing. Oh, yes. I mean, how do you add one to one and get two and you said unintentionally? One plus one makes two. Oh, yes. So made her pregnant. Then when he made her pregnant, then he said, no, we have to make a plan. We have to make it. The girl said, how do we make a plan? He said, oh, we make a plan. The girl said, my husband is coming. He said, don't worry, we'll make a plan. Then he made a plan and killed the girl's husband. That guy. That when he said, I'll make a plan, this is what he meant. His plan was that he was going to kill the girl's husband. And he killed the girl's husband. Still, God used him. Small cheating that you cheated in an exam. You are allowing the devil to lie to you that God doesn't like you. God likes you. Yeah. Tell your neighbor, God likes me. I said, tell your neighbor. Don't be afraid of your neighbor. Tell to your neighbor and say, God likes me. And God likes you too. You know, after, the, after I finish preaching, you are going to take a selfie with your neighbor and, and, and put on your status, God likes us. Yeah. yeah. Just remind me at the end. Oh, yes. I also said the tricks of the devil is exposed. The tricks of the devil is exposed. Then I said the devil is also rebuked directly. As I'm preaching, I'm rebuking the devil directly. I said, right now, as I'm preaching, I'm rebuking the the devil is not happy at all. Because I'm rebuking and to rebuke is to challenge somebody and to correct somebody sharply. So I'm correcting the devil sharply as I'm talking, as I'm preaching to you. And this only happens in the assembly. If you sit in your room this Sunday morning, demons will be having a free. Some of you were at the stadium, uh, Moses Mabida, yesterday. He'll be using the things. You, I saw you on television. I saw you. Hey, Bishop, how do you know? I saw you on TV. I watched the game. Did they not score with a penalty? I saw it. I saw you. Oh, yes. I saw you. So then the devil will be using it against you and accusing you and telling you how bad you are. How can you go to, how can you be somebody you go to church, you were in church last week, Bishop preached powerfully to you. Look at what you are here doing. You are at the stadium doing. Stadium is to watch soccer. Baby, while you were dancing and somebody was behind you and then, uh, hey. oh yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But as you are in church, God is telling that, yes, I knew you do that. I knew you did that yesterday, but I still got a plan for I still got you. I still got you. I still got you. God said, I still have you. My plans for you doesn't spoil because of one mistake that you made. Number six, let's go on today. Let's go further today. Number six, the devil hates when we assemble together, or he hates the assembly because his works are destroyed in the assembly. The works of the devil are destroyed in the assembly. 
First John 3, 8, the Bible says, First John 3, verse 8, it says, He that committed sin is of the devil. For the devil sinned from the beginning. For this purpose, for this reason, for this purpose, the Son of God was made manifest that he might destroy the works of the devil. Destroy the works of the devil. He said, because when you sin, the devil is the one controlling you. That's why Jesus came, so that he can destroy the works of the devil. Destroy. Anytime we come to, as I'm preaching now, the works of the devil is being destroyed in your life. Yeah, it's being destroyed in your life. And the, the devil doesn't like it at all. At all. Anytime we gather you, you see, like some of you, if you were not in church by now, this morning, you probably be doing something else. Or even getting ready to go and start doing something that shouldn't be done. How many of you, what I'm saying, not that you, but you know somebody who knows somebody, who knows another person who, who is, is doing something bad by now. Uh-huh. Not you. As for you, I know you. I mean, you cannot do anything bad. But you know some, your roommates, friends, cousins, sisters, brothers, cousins. You know that. How many of you know? If you know somebody like that, give me a wave. Just give me a wave. Uh-huh. So by not even being in your room right now, you are being prevented from doing some things that you shouldn't be doing. And the works of the devil is being destroyed. It's being destroyed. It's being destroyed. It's being destroyed. This is actually why it's amazing when it's Sunday morning and you don't want to come to church. It's, it's actually surprising that, ah, do you know what you will be escaping by just getting up, dressing up, and in this case, dressing down, and just going to church. I mean, I had a meeting. I was awake at dawn. Then I had a meeting around 5 a.m., which lasted longer than we planned. Then I decided, oh, let me sleep a little so that my mind can reset. Sleep for just an hour. By the time I realized when my alarm rang, the body didn't want to wake up. My mind, I heard the alarm. I put the alarm off. But the body said, I won't move. So by the time I finally woke up, I'd woken up about maybe 10 minutes late. Then I just went to bath. But suddenly when I realized, ah, I finished, I'm ready for church, and it's already, I still have about 25 minutes to spare. And I was wondering, ah, so why was I rushing to wake up? (laughs) So I told my wife, hey, today I finished very early. My wife said, oh, because you are dressing down. Just wear your pants and you wear a t-shirt. And then you are done. If you were to wear, dress up like Reverend, now you have to find a shirt, iron it. It takes a long time. So this is all you have to do. Take a bath so that you don't smell. So you can wash yesterday's smell off. And then just put on your t-shirt and your jeans and put on your shades and come. It's not difficult to do. It's not difficult. As a next Sunday, don't forget your shades. Say Amen. Say another amen. Next Sunday, two things you shouldn't, in fact, three things you shouldn't forget. Number one, don't forget your shades. Number two, don't forget your friend. I was telling you that. Who took my attention away? Yeah, don't forget. I think it's the mobile phone. Don't forget your shades. Don't forget your friend. And don't forget an offering. Oh, yes. Yeah. But as you have just this simple exercise of coming to church, God is destroying the work of the devil in your life. Destroying the work of the devil. As we gather, God destroys the work of the devil. In John 10, verse 11, Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. But he that is an highland, who's the sheep are not, who's not the shepherd of the sheep, who's, the, who's own the sheep are not, seeth the wolf coming, and he leaveth the sheep and fleeth, and the wolf catches them and scatters them. Satan's main goal is to scatter us all. To scatter us. To scatter is to, is to spread us without an aim. Throw one of you somewhere. Throw the other one this way. Scatter you that way. But the good shepherd comes, gathers them, brings them together. 
It brings us to by just bringing us together. Satan's plans are destroyed. Satan's plans are. If I were you, I would never miss church again. Today, look, missing church comes to an end today. I didn't hear your amen. I said missing church comes to an end today. Let me hear your loudest amen. the easiest things for you to do is to come to church from today. I promise you from today. By the power of God and by the power of the Holy Ghost, coming to church will become easy for you. Amen. 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 Next one. This one will interest you. The devil hates the assembly because he has no meat when we are assembled. He has no meat to eat when we assemble. This is why the devil does everything possible so that we don't gather. When we gather like, as we are gathered like this, Satan doesn't have meat to eat. The truth is that Satan wants to eat you like meat. Like lamb chops. As he was planning for lunch, you were on the menu. I was on the menu. That is what he was planning. That's as some of you are here. You have, you have planned what you are going to Ezekiel 34. I'm looking for verse 5. You have planned what you will eat this afternoon, what you will eat this evening. You have planned it. Satan has also planned what he will eat. And Lungi, you are on the menu. But because you have come to church today, you have escaped. He has nothing to eat. Satan is going to go hungry. hungry. Because he had planned, I'm going to have Lungi, Janita, and who else? Pilasande. <laughs> yeah, Pilasande will be the dessert. Because it's not a lot. The uh, dessert at the end. Do you see dessert? So it's like he has prepared his fork and knife. I'm going to cut a little Lungi. Then I mix it with a little Janita. And then when I finish, I'll be chewing pillars and But because all of you have come to church today, Satan is going to go hungry. He's going to have nothing to eat. Yeah. Satan wants to eat us like meat. Look at 30, verse 5. It says, And they were scattered because there was no shepherd. And they became, you see, they were scattered means they didn't gather, they didn't assemble. The opposite of scatter is to assemble, to put together. So it says, and they did not assemble. They did not come to church because there was no pastor who called them to come together. Now, you cannot say there was no pastor who called you to come together. I've already called you to come together. Somebody asked me today, do you meet every Sunday? I say, every Sunday by the grace of God, we are here. Oh, yes. We meet to these people are good church members. What was happening to I said, Oh yes. Thank you very much. He said, So they didn't gather because there was no pastor. And they became meat. Because they didn't come to church, what did they become? They became meat to all the beasts of the field when they were scattered, when they didn't gather. When they did, anytime we gather, we deny Satan an opportunity of getting meat to eat. Can you imagine Satan as he is there? The impudence that he has, he wants to eat you for lunch. Hey, Satan, if you are looking for food, a nice guy like me, am I the one you want to eat? A nice girl like me, am I the one you want to eat? Can't you go to shop right and buy your own meat? But I am the one you want to chew. Imagine Pilasani for, for, for dessert. Chew no sipo for breakfast. You are what giving, eh? Giving for lunch. Yeah. It's looking for the juicy ones. So he can have some oil. As he's eating, then some of the oil is passing here. He would never have you to eat again. Yeah. Hallelujah. Now. Why do, how, how does, why do they become meat for every beast? Because they didn't gather. They didn't gather. You know, one of the ways that animals 
get eaten is when they don't stay in the pack. So when you see a lion, have you seen a lion before? Have you seen a buffalo before? Now the buffalo is far bigger than the lion. But the lions are able to eat the buffalo. A big animal like the buffalo, you will see the lion will eat the buffalo. Why does the lion, why is the lion able to eat the buffalo? They followed the buffaloes for a long time. And do you know who they are looking for? They are looking for that buffalo who is not listening to the preaching. It's just at the corner, will not concentrate. That's the one they are looking for. Because they know that if they attack them in a group, they don't stand a chance. They don't stand a chance. So they are always lacking. If you like, when you go watch television, National Geographic, you see they always eat that animal which is always in the corner. Yeah. Whilst everybody is here, he alone, he has gone outside. Whilst everybody has come to say today, I don't feel like, I'm tired. Ma, Gilambile, I can't go today. Kushushu, I can't go. Kuyabanda. Every day has a story. Those are the, and those are the ones that are eating. Those who don't gather. Those who don't gather. They are the ones that are eating. So you see, the lions will be following the buffalo. And it's so, it's so amazing. Okay. No matter what happens, no matter how many buffaloes have been eaten, by all means, there will be that one buffalo that says that, as for me, I'm different. As for me, no lion can eat me. I can walk alone in my corner. I'm bigger than, you look at the lion, so I'm bigger than the lion. He cannot eat me. I'm not scared. Even when I turn around, you see that the lion is running. So I'm bigger than so always walking at the back, always walking at the end. You will not join the pack. Eventually, by the look, the lions they follow beef. By the time there's morning, they've killed an animal. Yeah, and they are cats, so they work better in the night. They see, and a lot of the animals can't see through the night. So they'll follow you, follow you, follow you till one deer. I'm sure the deers are the, the, the girls. One deer. He's just taking selfies as everybody is going. Now take a... Oh, I see this tree is nice. Hey, they are going. Okay, I'm going to take a picture. Oh, oh. Ah, ah. Hey, wait for me. Then you just go. Ah. Oh, lion has eaten it. Gone. Lion has... Oh, yes. The lion has eaten it. It's gone. Why did the lion eat it? It just stepped aside. Anytime you step aside, you become a prey. What is a prey? A prey is a target. You become a target. You become a loose target. You see, although the lions are targeting all the buffaloes, once the buffaloes are together, none of them, even the weakest buffalo is not attainable. But when you step aside, no matter even how strong you are as a buffalo, you become an attainable target. That's what we call a prey. Become attainable. They become attainable. And they become. And when a lion is attacking, oh, look, is the most calculated attack you can ever be under. You know, one day we went to uh, my children, myself, and maybe one or two of my pastors, we went to a game reserve. And as we were there, we were watching some animals, some, some lions. Okay. That particular place, we were watching lions. Now, as we were watching the lions, we were all the happy, like taking pictures. My children were younger, they were running, they didn't know what life was. So they were running around and everything. Now, the lions were very far away. Suddenly, I looked from the corner of my eye and I saw some white people running. Now, let me tell you this. Don't tell anybody I told you. It's one of the lessons you must learn in life. Wherever you are, when you see white people running, don't ask why. No, 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 no. Don't ask why. Oh, Pastor, but I want to know. Listen, whatever is making them run, it will make you run. Do, do you get it? Yeah, just believe me. You will find out later what is making them run. But once they are running, know that what is coming, you cannot overcome it. 
just even by the color of your skin, you cannot overcome it. Do you get it? Don't even, don't even look. No, no, no. You just, wait, which direction are they running to? If they are running this way, run that way. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Even if there's fire here, and you see them running there, run, run to the fire. Because what it means is that what is coming from here is worse than the fire. Yeah, I'm telling you for free. So I saw some white people running. So as soon as I saw them, I grabbed my wife. And then I also, we took off. Oh, Bishop, how about your children? Look, I knew my wife before I met my children. Oh, yes. My wife, I chose her. My children, I didn't choose them. They appeared in my house. But my wife, I went, I saw a lot of, I said, no, I like this one. I took it. Hey. Oh, yes. So I grabbed my wife and my mobile phone. And then the other people, they can sort out themselves. <laughs> later, I turned around. Now, listen, later, I turned around. Like when we were all safe. And I turned around, I saw these lions. They were far away. Suddenly, they were just next to us. Yeah. We all don't know when they moved from where they were. And then when they saw everybody was running, they just crouched like that, coolly. With a smile on their face. With a smile on their face. So, after everything calmed down, I asked the lion, I said, Mr. Lion, and Mrs. Lion, and your children, do you know that we paid to come here? To come and see you. And the money we paid, that's what they used to buy food for you to eat. If you eat us, you'll be full today, but next week, there'll be nothing to, they don't have money to feed you. Do you know what the lion told me? Okay. Do you want to know what the lion told you? Are you sure you want to know what the lion? Yes. Mr. Lion Simba. Or Mufasa, he smiled at me. Mufasa, he smiled at me and said, Me? Oh, I was just playing. I was not going to eat you. I was just coming close to you. Yeah, I just coming closer. I wasn't going to eat you. I don't eat. I'm your friend. I mean, you paid money to come and see me. I'm your friend. I wanted to take a selfie with you. I said, hey, Lion. And he rather started to shake his head. Look at these human beings. They think we want to eat them. Why do, do we look like we eat human beings? We eat grass. We are vegetarians. We don't. Eh! You are laughing. But what led to this attack? One white guy was explaining to her there was this one person, he was just alone at the side. So they saw all of us as a group, and they never decided to attack us. But when they saw that one person is the only one, only person is like, I want to get as close as possible. Let me get close and personal. And then they saw that one, then they charged. So actually, the lion was telling me the truth. He wasn't coming to eat me. He was coming to eat that guy who didn't want to stay in the group and was in the corner. This is how Satan deals with us. When we separate ourselves and we go and be in a corner. I won't come to church. I won't come when they call that we should gather. I'll just be on my own. I'll be in my corner. When you be on your own, you become an easy target for the lions, the devil to attack you. Yeah. Isolation always leads to danger. Don't you realize that all bad things, they are done in corners? Usually they are done in corners. In the dark and in the corner. You take you to a room alone. The rest, as they say, is history. Hallelujah. Are you being blessed? You will never be a prey for the devil. Because you will never be alone. Hallelujah. That's why the Liverpool slogan is very popular. You'll never walk alone. 
Because when you are walking alone, you are always in danger. You are always in danger. You are always. Staying together brings safety. As they say in Zimbabwe, safety. Staying together brings what? Safety. Tell your neighbor, let's stay together. It brings safety. Psalm 84 verse 7, the Bible says, they go from strength to strength. Every one of them in Zion appeared before God. As we stay together, we become stronger. 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 Because we are staying together. Hallelujah. Next one, I close maybe with this one. Let me give you two more. And then we close. The devil hates the assembly because when we come together, healing comes and problems are solved. When we come together, healing. God heals us of our sicknesses and then solves our problems. Heals us of our sicknesses. And so the Bible says he sent his word and he healed their diseases and delivered them from their destruction. God's word comes to deliver us from destruction. When you hear the word of God, when we come together. Luke 15, Luke 5, 17 says, And it came to pass on a certain day, as he was teaching, that there, was, there were Pharisees and doctors of the law sitting by, which were come out of every town in Galilee, and Judea, and Jerusalem, and the power of God was present to heal them. When we are preaching, when the preaching is coming, the power of God is released. And one of the things, the powers that is released during preaching is the power for healing. That's why people get healed in the presence of God. As you come to church, you say, you see that somebody is healed. I mean, sometimes you don't even know the problem that you have. Sometimes even it's not a clear problem that you see that they say, oh, I pray, may you be healed of cancer, then it goes. No, as you are sitting there, you see that, ah, the thing, that condition is no more. You can't even tell when exactly the healing yeah, yeah. took place. Wait, was it last week? Was it last three weeks? Or the, the suddenly you know that, ah, it doesn't happen like that anymore. I remember many years ago, my eye used to itch a lot. And I will rub my eye, rub my eye, rub, and, and then my eye will become red and it will be swell and it will start to water. Yeah. From just rub, when it starts to eat, I'll rub. I'm sure if I continue by now, I'll be blind. Yeah. I'm sure by now I'll be blind. Going to hospital, try different medications, so it's the same. Then I got born again. Been in church all the time. I could, I realized one day that suddenly my eye doesn't itch like that anymore. I, did, I can't tell whether it was 19 days, 2000, and no, no, I can't tell when. I got born again in 1996. Do you get it? Now, I can't tell exactly when, but I just noticed around 1998, yeah, around 1998, that my eye had stopped that. I remember one day we went for a convention with the prophet and I prayed about that condition. He said, if you are sick in any part of your body, place your hands there and pray. And I placed my, my fingers on my eyes and I prayed. That's the last time I remember it. Now, I, don't, I can't tell that, oh, after I prayed, then that day it stopped. But I realized about a year later that that condition was no more. Wow. Up till today. Up till today. My pastor at that time he used to stammer. He used to stammer, like when he's talking. Can you imagine a pastor who stammers? He's, and he's a doctor also. The amount of data you have to use to download whatever he's saying. So it's like... Yeah. But as we stayed in the presence of God over time, today when I, when I tell anybody that this is my pastor, he used to stammer. So you are lying. I said, do you know how well I know this man? He has pastored me for almost 30 years. He used to stammer. They can't believe him. And he doesn't have like he did a surgery. Or, no, no, he's a doctor. He's, he's not even a doctor. He's a specialist. Wow. 
But hey, as you stay in the presence of God, you'll be surprised at things that God will heal you of. Yeah. yeah. Hey, you've taken your phone again, Charlie. What a shock. This phone. If it's an iPhone, I don't know what you do with it. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Be healed of every disease that is plaguing you today in the name of Jesus. Be set free from every problem you are in today in the name of Jesus. May God deliver you from every problem that is harassing you. Problems that harass you in the night. Problems that harass you during the day. Some of you have You can't sleep. Some of you have problems. You can't sleep. But from today, may you sleep like a baby. Yeah. May you sleep like a baby. You know, one day a certain young man came to see me. He said to me, Pastor, in the night I can't sleep. Now, so I said to him, so he, made, he, he talked about his issues, then he finished. Then I said, let us pray. And I remember his head was bowed, like he had a cheese cup. So I put the oil in my palm, and I, I remember it because, because of that. When I put my hand on his head to pray, the oil was running on. I almost, even when I was praying, for, I almost laughed. Yeah, I almost started to laugh. But I had to be serious, so I put my hand on his head and I pray for him. Then when I finished prayer, I just hit the head like that. I said, you will sleep tonight, you will be late for work tomorrow. Oh. And I just left. The next day he was late, he couldn't wake up. He was late for work. He slept and he overslept. Yeah, he's, when he woke up, it was the time the bar sleeps, he's now, his eyes open. He woke up with a yo, shoo! Yeah, that's how he woke as you sit here today, God is healing you of many diseases. Some of you are in complex problems. Sometimes it's relationship problems. Sometimes it's family problems. Sometimes it's financial problems. As I'm preaching you to you right now, a solution is coming into your life in the name of Jesus. Some of you are under demonic oppression. Demons are harassing you, but you are being set free today in the name of Jesus. Yeah. Liberty is coming to you. The chains of the devil are being broken in the name of Jesus. Yeah. It's coming. That's what happens in the presence of God. Sometimes you have come, you are heavy, you are depressed, you can't be happy. As you sit in the presence of God, you see the heaviness is being lifted away. Now joy is can you see? Suddenly you feel lighter. Yeah. When you were coming, you didn't want to talk to anybody. But by the time you realize you are dancing, God is fighting for us, pushing by. Then you look at yourself, is that me? The heaviness has been lifted off. Yeah. Yeah. That's what is happening to you today in the name of Jesus. By just being in the presence of God. Sometimes it's marital issues, so different, different issues. But as you sit in the presence of even sometimes the problem is with your character. Yeah. Some of us have character problems. Character, like there are problems with your character. Split personalities, schizoid personalities. Different. You, you, if God were to open your eye, you'll be surprised. You'll check into rehab. But you don't need rehab because you are in the presence of God. Well, let me even let somebody has a schizoid personality. He, the person can't relate with anybody. You can't be with the person because as soon as you start talking, it starts a fight. We are just talking about football. You started an argument. No, it's of no consequence to us all. It doesn't change anything. It doesn't change what we we'll eat tonight, tomorrow, whether Liverpool beat United or United beat Liverpool. It doesn't change much in our life, in our everyday life. But you started a fight over it. You are not even betting. But you started a fight. You, you, you are not talking to your roommate again. Because of something that is called schizoid. It's a mental case. It's called schizoid personality. Yeah. But as we sit in the presence of God, God is healing every single one of us of every character deviation that we have in the name of Jesus. One last one and then we close. One last one. I have some five minutes, so let me close on that one. The devil hates the assembly because it causes people to be saved. 
it gives people a chance to be saved. That's why the devil hates that. That's why he hates it when we come to church. Because people will be saved. I said people will be what? Saved. It's when we come together that people are saved. It says the disease you have not, the disease you have not strengthened. Neither have you healed them which was sick. That which was sick. Neither have you bound up that which was broken. Neither have you brought again that which was driven away. Neither have you sought for that which was lost. But with force and with cruelty you have ruled them. When we come into the presence of God, we seek the ones that have been lost so that they can be saved. And when they come into the assembly, power for salvation is released. That's why anytime we pray, you see, people will give, their, even today, people will give their lives to Christ. What does it mean? The lost are being found. They are being brought back to Jesus. They are being brought back to Jesus. And Satan hates it when people come back to Jesus. He knows that when you go for lectures, people won't come back to Jesus. When you go to work, people won't come back to Jesus. But the moment we go to church, people will come back to Jesus. So he will do everything possible so that we don't come to church so that we don't gather that's why Paul said we wanted to come to you again and again but Satan hindered us Satan stopped us from coming together may the devil not stop you from coming together and finally number 10 the devil hates the assembly because it stops starvation of the sheep it brings starvation of the sheep to an end. As we come to church, we are being fed. But Satan wants you to starve, to be there. That's why anytime preaching, he tries to get your attention. Check your phone. Go outside and make a call. Have a running tummy. Go and wee-wee. Go and do this. Go and so many things which you can live without. Amen. But he tells you, you can't, you have to. If you're on an aeroplane, they will not allow you to use your phone. So if you can't live without using your phone, then you can't, you can't go to America. You can't go to London. You can't go to, where else would you like to go to? Dubai, Paris. You can't go anywhere. You just have to stay in KwaZulu-Natal like that here. Go and see the, install, uh, the installation of the king and come back to school. Go and watch Kaiser Chiefs and come. That's all you can do. That's all you can do. That's all you can do. But the devil will lie to you. No, if you don't, some, nothing will happen. Every, why, what do you think happens when you sleep? What do you think happens when you sleep? You just sleep and nothing happens. When you wake up, the world is still the same. 20 minutes, 40 minutes of listening to God's word without going to the bathroom, nothing bad will happen to you. If you're writing an exam, you won't be getting up going up and down. But because Satan knows that, he wants you to starve. So he will do everything. Fall asleep. Then you now even be funny. You fall asleep. Tula baba tula. Tula baba tula. La la kolo. La la kolo. By the time you realize you are, be, you are as soon as the preaching is over, you are awake. All your senses are awake. Hey! You didn't feel sleepy during the prayer time. You didn't feel sleepy during praise and worship. When the girl was singing, just when the food is coming for you to eat, no. And some of you snore like a sport car. Anyway. Oh, yes. I'm sure all the ladies who say they don't snore. Ladies, how many of you believe you don't snore? Oh no, I'm I'm also believing with you. You'll be surprised if like tell your roommate to record you. You don't snore. How do you how do you know you don't snore? Who told you? It's your roommate a security guard. That she sat and watched you the whole night. Oh, so there's no time that both of you are asleep at the same time. Oh, you are very simple, Papa. Do you know what makes you snore? When air cannot get to a certain part of your organs through your lungs, then your body forces to breathe. 
And that's what leads to snoring. So if you lie down in a certain way, you will snore. I mean, it doesn't, it's not for men. So your roommate lied to you. Do you get it? Yeah, if you, it's your body trying to get air in certain places. Do you see? So if, if, let's say you have eaten a lot before you sleep and you lie on your tummy. The other cause I don't want to say because it, it sounds discriminatory, so I won't say it. No, I won't say it. But I'm just saying that when there's pressure on your lungs at a certain place and air is not getting somewhere, the body, your body doesn't want you to die. So it's fighting to keep you alive. And that, that fight is what leads to the, is what makes you snore. Because like it's putting extra force to get the air through. Now tell me that you don't. How many of you ladies believe you don't snore? Still, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Don't worry. Yesterday, I was at an event. A certain lady told me, I always believe that I don't snore. So one day, my husband recorded. For two years, she doesn't eat meat. Yeah, she told me I'll finish in December. Yeah, she said she, I stopped eating meat from that day. Because one of the causes, the one I don't want to say, not meat, but something. <laughs> a meat type of something. If you like see me after church, I don't want to say it through the mic. <laughs> so she said, I, I, for, for two years I've not eaten meat, so I'm going to start eating meat from December. Yeah. But she would have argued just like the way you are arguing until the husband recorded when I said, when I heard it, anyway, let me finish my preaching. Listen, listen, what am I saying? Starvation will come to an end. May you be in church every Sunday and at every opportunity to receive the word of God so that you never starve as a Christian. Stand to your feet. Let's bring the service to a close. Hallelujah. Lift your hands and let us pray. We are praying a very simple and short prayer. Pray and say, Lord, help me to always be in church. I don't want to be meat for the devil. I don't want to be isolated to be eaten by lions. Help me in the name of Jesus. Just pray in your own way. Just this, what I've said to you. Pray that God will help you to always be in the assembly. To always be in church. Anything that stops you from coming to church, God will give you the strength to overcome. The strength to overcome. The strength to overcome. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. My God. Help us, oh God. Help us, oh God. Help us, oh God. Help everybody under the sound of my voice. Let us be faithful people in church. We may be new. We may be young. We may be fresh. But help us. Help us, Lord. You are able to help us. Help us, oh God. That we'll never be, a, be praying for the devil to eat. That starvation will come to an end. That healing will take place in the name of Jesus. We bless you. We thank you. We glorify you. We exalt you. We extol you. Hallowed be your name, Lord. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Father, lift your hands. Let's pray. Father, thank you for every hand that is lifted. We pray. Give us superior grace and help us to always be in your presence. Always be in your presence. Anytime we are called to assemble, help us to make it. Help us to overcome every challenge, every obstacle, everything that stands in our way. Help us to overcome that we will gather. We will be in your presence regularly and all the time. We give you glory. We give you praise. In Jesus' mighty name, and everybody said, Amen. amen. Say your loudest, Amen. amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, before I sit, I want to pray with you. Maybe to put your hands down. If your hand is up, just put it down. But just listen to me. I want to pray with you, just a short prayer. 
maybe you are here, maybe you've come to church before, maybe today is your first time, but you know deep in your heart that Jesus is not the Lord of your life. You have never welcomed Jesus into your heart to be your Lord and your Savior. And today you want to say, Pastor, please pray with me. I do not want to go to hell when I die. Please pray with me for Jesus to come into my heart. I want to pray with you. I want to pray with you today. So with every head bowed and every eye closed, please, every single person close your eyes. Let's give our neighbors privacy. Okay? Let's give everybody privacy. So close your eyes. There's nothing to see. You are still where you are. Nothing to see. Close your eyes, my dear. Close your eyes, brother. You are here this, this afternoon. You want to say, Pastor, I want to go to heaven when I die. I want to welcome Jesus into my heart to be my Lord and my Savior. I want you to quietly, still with your eye closed and your head bowed, I want you to quietly lift up your right hand where you are. I will pray with you. Thank you for that hand. Thank you for that. Lift it high. Lift it high above your head. Higher, but Pastor, close your eyes still. Don't worry, your neighbor's eyes are closed. You to lift up your hand. I'll pray with you. Pastor, I want to go to heaven when I die. I don't want to be, I don't want to go to hell when I die. Please pray with me. Pray with me to welcome Jesus into my heart. Pray with me. If your hand is up, I want you to come to me. I'll pray with you. You lift it up your hand. Come to me. Just come to me. Just just come by your neighbor. Come. Don't be afraid. You lifted up my stand like heart. Come. Don't be afraid. Don't be, just come. Don't be afraid. Don't be scared. Brother, you lifted up your hand. Come to Jesus. Wherever you are, just come to Jesus. Just come. This is why Satan doesn't want us to gather. Because people will escape. People will escape. Come forward a bit. Just come forward a bit. Come forward a bit. Yeah, sharp. Wow. Pray this prayer with me if you are here in front. I want you to pray. Look at me. It's your prayer. I'm just going to help you to pray. You can put your hand down now. You are here. I want you to pray. It's your prayer. I'm going to help you to pray. What, What prayer are we praying? We are praying and asking Jesus to come into your heart, my dear sister, to be your Lord and your Savior. Jesus will come into your heart. Come into your heart and be your Lord. It's a simple, that's a, this is the simple prayer we are going to pray. Okay? So pray this prayer with me. Say, dear Lord Jesus. Say it with me. Open your mouth. It's your, I'm not supposed to pray. It's just you don't know what to say. So I'm, I'm like your class teacher. Okay? So say it with me. Dear Lord Jesus. I accept that I'm a sinner. Please forgive me of all my sins. I believe, I believe that you died for me, died for me. And, you and you rose again. I confess, I confess that, Jesus that Jesus is the Lord of my life. Lord of my life. From, today, From today, I am born again. I am, born again. I am, a, child I am a child of God in the name of Jesus. Name. Thank, you, Jesus, Thank you, Jesus, for dying to save me. Amen. Amen. Now lift up your little finger like this. Just your little finger. You can even use the smallest one, but this is the one that when you use people take you seriously. Then say, Satan. Satan. Look, address him with authority. Don't be scared of it. Say, Satan. Satan. Listen to me carefully. I say, listen to me carefully. From today, today, I am a child of God. I am am no longer yours. You and I I are no longer friends. I'm friends friends with Jesus. I will serve Jesus. I will will love Jesus for the rest of my life. Put your hands together for Jesus. Wow. Wow. Listen. Brother, what's your name? Luazi. 
This is why Satan doesn't want you to come to church. This is the reason. Because he knows that when you come, you will be set free. So it's like, if I can keep you away from church, then you cannot be set free. It's the same for all of you. I'm sure Satan is really angry. By now, he's throwing all the toys out of the, the court. Throwing a tantrum. Even his mother cannot cool him down. Because you have escaped. You will no longer be meat for the devil. In the name of Jesus. Father, thank you for all these ones. Wash them indeed by your blood. Write their names in the Lamb's book of life. Fill them with your spirit. And use them to your glory. Let their story tomorrow be totally different from their story today. Make great things out of their lives in the name of Jesus. We thank you. We bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You know something? Immediately after, this is the best decision you have made in your life. It wasn't even the decision to come to the university. This is the best decision of your life. Take it seriously. Take yourself seriously as you have made this choice. Alright? Immediately after the service, um, somebody will come speak to you. This pastor, look at this pastor. The guy who looks like the, uh, the biker. He's a pastor. He's a proper pastor. I'm telling you. Proper, proper pastor. Do you see? He'll come and speak to you. Alright? I want to also say that this is a good church. Make it your church. Stay. Let us grow together as Christians. Next Sunday, I want to see you here with three things. Do you remember the three things I want to see you here with? Number one is what? Number two is what? And number three is what? An offering. Hallelujah. Why do you need to bring an offering? So that your life will turn out better. Not that I will have more, so that your life will turn out better. Do you, get, you can come with your friend and come with your shades. We will all go to heaven, but when we are blessed, you will be empty. Though we will go to heaven. In heaven, there's a rich man in heaven, and there's a poor man in heaven. The rich man's name is Abraham. The poor man's name is Lazarus. So poor people also go to heaven, and rich people also go to heaven. Do you get it? But bring an offering so that God can bless your life and make something good out of your life. Hallelujah. So right after the service, this pastor will come and speak to you. His name is Pastor Lungan. He's going to be your pastor. He's going to be, he's the number one pastor in Masgrave. He's going to be your pastor. All right? Wonderful. God bless you. Go back to your seat. My God, that is down for a second thank you for joining us we believe you have been blessed by this life transforming message by Bishop Daniel Harley for more information contact us at 204 Peter Kirchhoff Street Peter Maritzburg or call 083-773-1605 God richly bless you